0: Never going to understand how critical this particular time in history is. We have 7.7 trillion dollars worth of economic events that are going to hit America in the gut. This is an economy of one with Gary Rathbun, president and CEO of Private Wealth Consultants, the Free Market Voice of the US enhancing and protecting private wealth. Gary Rathbun has over 30 years of experience in making the best choices for you to keep more of what you earn. It's life, liberty, and the pursuit of self-reliance, an economy of one with Gary Rathbun. This is our country.
1: Greetings and welcome again to an economy of one. I am your host Gary Rathman, ah, happy tax week. This is the week we all look forward to, don't we? Don't we? I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, I used to have a mentor. He had long since passed away, but he used to say, oh, I love paying taxes. Love it. I remember when I didn't have to, and life is a lot better now. Well, I haven't quite reached that point in my life where I love paying taxes. Uh, I pay more in taxes than I ever used to make. I pay more in taxes than I paid for my first house. Probably pay more in taxes than I paid for my current house. I'm not sure. But I don't like paying taxes. Well, the the Obama administration this week killed, got legislation through or executive orders through IRS, uh, essentially killed what they call tax inversions. Now, a tax inversion is when an American company merges with or buys another company in another country and moves its uh, corporate headquarters, its operations, essentially its tax jurisdiction, to that country. Ireland is very popular for this. Many countries are. And, you know, there's two reasons for doing this. One, there's some economies of scale of buying another company in your sector, of the business. And two, uh, the bigger reason is taxes. There's trillions of dollars estimated. There's trillions of dollars in earnings of American corporations that are sitting offshore in other countries because this country and it's not just the Obama administration. I mean, it, the administrations for for a long time have done this. Bush did it, Clinton, Bush 1, Reagan, everybody they penalize companies for bringing their earnings back into this country. So they pay taxes in a foreign country on earnings they've made there, and then they're taxed again when they're brought into this country. So uh, companies just don't, don't bring them in. And we've seen many companies merge in recent years with foreign companies in order to avoid this tax penalty. Now, there's a lot that the administration could have done to encourage companies to stay in this country, keep their headquarters in this country, and bring their earnings in. And, and of course, the obvious one is to simply lower corporate tax rates. We have some of the highest rates in the world. We're at 35% for uh, corporate income, 35%. So it's very worthwhile to keep money offshore. Now, I'm not talking about the Panama Files that kind of broke this week. That's a little bit different. That's that's mainly politicians and, and people trying to hide money. It's not primarily for taxes, although that was part of it, but primarily to hide money that they probably shouldn't have. But inversions are a little different. But this administration or any administration is not going to lower the corporate tax rate. That, that that's no no they got to have those tax dollars their greed never ends, and they just spend it. You know the old phrase is you spend like a drunken sailor. Uh, the way the government spends that I don't want to insult sailors, and uh, so we're not not going to say that. But they could lower the tax rate. They could lower the expense of regulations they put on all these companies. They could do some tort reform, lower some liabilities. But they won't do any of that. Won't do any of that. They would rather screw up deals like the Pfizer deal. That was the big one this week that that bit the dust due to the new rules going into place. And I want Pfizer to stay here. I want their world headquarters to stay here. I want their profits to stay here. But I understand that we're penalizing these companies for staying here now being tax week seems appropriate to talk about these kind of things, tax inversions. Government right now are what they call their tax freedom day. It's calculated every year by the amount of taxes we pay in relation to the uh, income, the total tax bill of the government. This year we have to work 114 days, 114 days of the entire income of the country to equal what the government gets. Now, in the same report, they did some other calculations. You know, Americans, you and I, we're going to spend more on taxes than we spend on food, clothing, and housing combined. More on taxes than food, clothing, and shelter. The three basic needs that we all learn, the hierarchy, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, food, clothing, and shelter, we spend more on taxes than our basic needs. It's no wonder that people are jumping up and down, trying to get everything classified as a right, so the government pays for it. But the government's greed never ends. They're always going after something. And hardly a week goes by that I don't get asked the question, either email or phone call or Facebook or something, about the government going after our pension plans. There's just too much money there for them to avoid it. Well, been a lot of talk this week about the new Department of Labor's fiduciary rule going into place. And the fiduciary rule is supposed to uh, protect the middle-income investors because evil advisors out there that work off a commission, now I'm not one of those, but I know a lot of them, and uh, they obviously don't act in the best interest of their clients. So they're putting in this new prohibitive rule for IRAs and and pension plans, 401ks, that kind of stuff. But you know what? They got an out for the investor. If you invest in a retirement account put out by the government, remember these? These are called My IRA. California is called a secure choice. All of it goes into government bonds. Big uh, shock there, huh? And, uh, absolves any employer of the fiduciary rule so what are employers going to do they're going to encourage their people to roll their money over into a government ira they don't have to take your ira they're going to make it so you have no choice but to put your money in there more power more control and you're loaning money to the government So all based on this fiduciary rule. Don't think that this isn't part of the ulterior motive that they have. It absolutely is. Coming up next, we're going to speak with Aaron Thompson. She's a public affairs specialist from the Social Security Administration about some new rules that are going to go into effect and some things that are going to expire at the end of the month. An Economy
0: of One with Gary Rathbun. an economy of one
1: with Gary Rathbun. Joining me now is Erin Thompson. She's a public affairs specialist for the Social Security Administration. And from my personal experience, Erin, I got to say you are the most knowledgeable person I've ever talked to on Social Security benefits.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you for those kind words. I've been with the agency going on 15 years, so I really? hope I know something.
1: Started when you were 10 or something? Started,
2: yeah, just 10 <laughs> years old. I was the, the little doogie hauser of Social Security. Sure.
1: Well, it's it's uh, great having you here on, on Economy One. And, and I wanted to have you in because we're seeing a lot of articles, we're seeing a lot of press, a lot of information out there about an upcoming deadline that is very, very important for some people on April 29th. Tell us what that deadline is.
2: Okay. So first and foremost, I think we need to cover that social security is actually celebrating something very special this week, which is going to delve into that. And right now we're celebrating National Social Security Week from April 4th through April 13th. Wow. And during that time, I mean people say, "Well, why are you celebrating?" Well, we've been around 81 years now this year. And this this year, we are really focusing on having people check their Social Security statement. And you can do that through going to the website at socialsecurity.gov, click on the links, the prompts and, and answer the basic questions, and you can get into your Social Security account to see what you're eligible for. And, and that's so important because, Gary, we find that people have, you know, they have so many different thoughts on what's going to happen with retirement. When's the best time to retire? What's a good time for me? And it's even more important now to be focusing on that statement because, as you stated, there are some things that are coming to an end, April 29th. Um, so, so. What I would encourage people to do is, is go to our website. We do have some links on our website that's actually set up for financial planners, but any of us can look at it and any just regular people can go online through our retirement planners and look up what the recent Social Security claiming changes will mean for them. And in a nutshell, what it means is that if you or someone you know is age 66 right now, Or will be by the end of April 2016, so not very long from now, and they're not yet receiving a Social Security benefit. They need to really consider do they want to do something called file and suspend? Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is a very small population, you know, it's 66 or greater, so 66 to basically almost age 70 that has not yet filed for a Social Security benefit. They really need to get to our website or get to a local office before or by April 29th.
1: Okay, real quickly, um, what's file and suspend?
2: What is file and suspend? So what it would be is if you were in that age group, that very small age group, you would consider starting your Social Security benefits but not taking them. In essence, you're filing for them, but you're suspending payments. Why would anyone want to do that would be the next question I'm not going to do that. I'm just waiting until age 70. I would consider filing and suspending if I was 66 for the simple fact that should something happen later on, let's say at age 68, I get diagnosed with stage four cancer. If I had filed and suspended by April 29th, 2016, I could receive a lump sum retroactive payment back to that date. That's huge. That's,
1: that's, a, that's, that's a big deal.
2: And that can happen to any one of us, <laughs> Gary. It really can. I also might want to consider file and suspend if I'm married because I can file but suspend my payments. And by suspending them, I am earning what we call delayed retirement credits, meaning My social security benefit is growing every single month and it equates out to about 8% a year up until the age of 70. So I'm filing, I'm suspending, I'm getting these extra credits, which will mean extra money for me later. But listen up, if you have a spouse, your spouse possibly could take some spousal benefits or if you had children that qualify, they could take benefits while you're not receiving. So you get the benefit of waiting, getting more money later, and your current spouse or your current family unit can receive the benefit as well because they're receiving a monthly check
1: all along. Now the April 29th date, that came about from the budget act, the
2: bipartisan of, budget act of, of 2015. Of last, yeah, last Correct.
1: November or October, whenever President Obama signed it. So one thing that, you know, we've had a couple seminars on Social Security in February that were extraordinarily well-intended and doing all the research for that, it was just amazing to me how many choices, how many options. Oh, goodness. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm nowhere near close to collecting Social Security yet. I'm much uh, younger than I sound, but... The thought was, okay, I got a choice at 62, I got a choice at 63. There's a lot of choices to choose from.
2: There truly is a lot of choices, and this kind of brings it back to that Social Security statement, which you can get your Social Security statement and look at it every day of the week if you wish by going to Social Security's website at socialsecurity.gov and clicking on the link to create access to your online Social Security record. And I would encourage all the listeners to do that because really everybody's situation is different there are so many different options and opportunities for all of us and quite frankly we all have different backgrounds we all have different work histories. so what my benefit is at 62 is going to be different than yours at age 62. my full retirement age because i was born after 1960 is 67, and, and I'm sure that that's yours too, Gary. Um, <laughs> but for some people, if they were born between 1943 and 54, they can take their full unreduced benefit at the age of 66. So, I mean, there's there's so many different things, and, and the best way is to go online and check your statement. And we've actually designated April 7th this year as check your statement day because, you know, everybody puts things off to the last minute. Sure. You know, tax day is coming, Everybody waits till the last minute to, to file their taxes. And you always want to, you, this is a time to just give yourself that gentle reminder. Hey, I haven't done that for a while. Let me go online and check it out and see what I'm going to be eligible for. Let me take this opportunity to check and make sure that there's no wages missing. Because mm-hmm. from your financial background, you see clients all the time. They don't pay attention to that. Why? You, you assume the government doesn't make mistakes. And that's not a good assumption. That's really not. And it's not that the government doesn't make mistakes, but there could be something, maybe you worked for an employer that went out of business and they didn't pay their fair share of taxes. Those earnings may not be showing up on your earnings record. We're using your top 35 years of employment to determine what you receive in retirement. So guess what? It's super important that you're checking that and making sure that everything is recorded correctly.
1: You know, I think the... Critical thing in going through these processes is that you don't want to lose out on choices after the fact.
2: After the fact. So th- so that's why it's so important that, honestly, anybody that you know that's out there that's 66 or higher that has not started receiving their Social Security benefits, please encourage them to get in touch with their local office, uh, file online if they wish to at socialsecurity.gov, Call our 800 number, which is 1-800-772-1213, and make an appointment to consider filing. Mm-hmm. Now, if someone came in, if you came in, Gary, and let's pretend that you're 66, you came in and you said, hey, I, I want to learn a little more about this file and suspend, and you choose not to file, Social Security is not going to be upset with you. We're not going to be mad at you. We'll show you what you could be eligible for. But honestly, it doesn't hurt to file. So in the event that you file and suspend, you're in that age group. You are 66 now or higher. You have not started receiving your Social Security benefits. If you file and suspend and things work out just as you had planned, you're going to wait until age 70. That's great. We'll start your checks at age 70. So it took an hour out of your time to give you an added insurance policy, basically, to give you some peace of mind knowing that, hey, if I do this now, if I change my mind later, Social Security is going to give me a lump sum or by doing this now before the, the by the April 29th deadline, in the event that my spouse is eligible in the future, she can take advantage of this or he can take advantage of this opportunity for those people that wait for that 66 year old that says I'm too busy. Let's contact Social Security in the month of May. This is not going to be available for them.
1: We're talking with Erin Thompson. She's a public affairs specialist with the Social Security Administration. We'll spend some more time with her next. Gary
0: Rathbun, an economy of one. An economy of one with Gary Rathbun. We're speaking
1: with Erin Thompson. She's a public affairs specialist for the Social Security Administration. Now, what if I'm already collecting?
2: If you're already okay. collecting, then it's a no-brainer. You've already you've already filed. This option's really over for you. Um, if you were already collecting, but you had not been receiving your benefits very long. Uh, less than one year, you would have the opportunity to withdraw your application and start over if you wish. Uh, But by doing that, you would also have to pass back in a lump sum payment. So that's not going to be for most people. If you're already collecting, you don't need to contact Social Security. There's a lot of misinformation out on the Internet, not on our website, but there's a lot of misinformation on the Internet now that's saying you need to contact Social Security or you're going to lose $69,000. Uh, if you were born in 1969 or or earlier and I and we all kind of just shake our heads at work and say, I don't know where this came from. Um, <laughs> it's not from our agency. There's nothing that has to do with 1969. It's honestly this file and suspend option, this filing strategy as people call it. this is something that is is basically going away after April 29th in order to get all those extra. Benefits. It's only for a very select group of people.
1: And you hit on a point that I want to want you to comment on. That there's there's so much information out there with the internet. People mistake information for knowledge, and knowledge for wisdom. And and I've had people come in. You've seen the the banner uh, on the internet that says you're missing out on forty eight hundred dollars a month if you don't. Sure, do this. absolutely. So, did you ever look at that? And that has something to do with Canada. I've had people come in with packets of information Oh wow! where they can file or do something goofy in Canada and get a Canadian retirement in addition to that. I mean, it's just a scam. Right. We, we know that. And, right. and one of the things that people have to be aware of is just because it says Social Security in the ad or something doesn't mean it's from Social Security.
2: Right. And the best way to check that, honestly, folks, is to go online to SocialSecurity.gov. Because anything, all of our most updated information is going to be there. It's going to be in the news release section. Um, you could search a lot of things on our website. You're not going to see anything about, uh, you know, these scams. If it sounds too good to be true, it, it is.
1: generally is, yeah. <laughs> I want to touch on a couple more points while sure. I have you here. Um, you know, it, it, Social Security is changing all the time. One of the statements you made to me uh, off air earlier was uh, hardly a day goes by where you don't get something from social security or from the regulators or something, some tweak, some modification, something going on that every day there's more information.
2: Oh, at our agency, we're updating things internally every single day. We we try to make our business process better and faster. And it's no secret that we have over 70 million people receiving checks right now. And the baby boomers just aren't going away. right? And, and our staffing, our staffing is at the lowest level since 1994. And so we have to work with what we have, but we have to be smart about it. Because mm-hmm. if you file for retirement, you want your check on time. And we want to make sure that we're paying that on time. So we're, we're continually updating things. Um, most of it's not real fun information to read about, uh, but if it, if it does have anything to do with any type of change that could affect anyone's benefits, it is going to be on our website.
1: Okay. Now about, I think you told me what, 18,000 baby boomers every business day is every
2: business day. Reaching is, it's 10,000 retirement age, a day ten yeah, thousand that could, it, that could file for retirement. And we're not just a retirement agency folks. We do pay survivor benefits. We pay disability. Right. We pay, we sign people up for the Medicare, um, Part A and Part B. So we do a lot of things. We replace Social Security cards. We provide proof of income. Um, There's so many different things that our agency does do. In addition to retirement, um, we are a very busy agency. And I would just encourage listeners out there, again, if you are 66 today and you're not receiving Social Security benefits, or you will be 66 by the end of April 2016, and you're not receiving Social Security benefits, or you're a little older and you're not receiving Social Security benefits, I would really encourage you to check out our information online. If it doesn't make sense, go into an office. You can go to socialsecurity.gov and put in, we have an office locator. You can put in your zip code. It will let you know where your closest office is, and we can help you out. The office hours are 9 to 4, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, 9 to noon on Wednesday, Wednesday. And our 800 number functions at 1-800-772-1213 from 7 in the morning to 7 at night. So if you need to make an appointment for this very important feature of file and suspend for retirement, if this is something you wish to do, please do that soon, very, very soon, because we're in the month of April and it's it's counting down.
1: One of the things you mentioned to me uh, earlier is if I call, make an appointment, and for whatever reason I miss my appointment. I just miss the appointment. As long as I make that appointment before and it's scheduled before April 29th, you'll honor that past the 29th for the smile su- suspend?
2: Yes, correct. It should be um, anytime someone makes an appointment, they're actually protected for the retirement benefits for um, up to six months. Wow. So uh, I, I wouldn't encourage people to miss their appointments because that pushes our calendars out. But if something happens, you know, if something happens – get in a car accident, you have to go to work, you have to do something, you miss your appointment, you can make your appointments to be over the telephone. We do many appointments over the telephone as well, because that's not convenient for people just Mm -hmm. to come down. Uh, Depending on where your office is, it may be an hour from your house, it could be two hours from your house, it may be five minutes. Uh, Not everybody has good, reliable transportation. So we can take care of you over the telephone, in person, or again, online. If you're filing online, I would encourage the listeners to put in the remark section, which is at the very end. I wish to file and suspend. You want to have something okay. in writing about that. This is All a right very right. important feature. Um, again, people could be losing out on benefits if they don't file by April 30th, but it had or by April 29th. But you have to be in the in the correct age parameters, meaning if you're if I'm talking to a 62 year old, that is not going to work for you. If You turn 66 in June. It is not going to work for you. But if you're already 66 and you were thinking, hey, I was just going to wait till age 70, but maybe I should do something. You're right. You probably should.
1: Okay. now, real quick. They can go to virtually any Social Security office, make an appointment, and talk to, to one of your people, correct? Any office,
2: yes. Any and, office. Again, uh, if you go online you, at socialsecurity.gov, you can pull up your office locator, and the office locator will let you know where all the offices are. But you can go to any office that you wish to. Keeping in mind, if you don't have an appointment, I would encourage you to get there early, get right. there at 9, get there at 845, start the line. Uh, Because you could be some some wait times are an hour or so in the offices. We are very busy.
1: We've been speaking with Erin Thompson. She's a public affairs specialist at Social Security Administration. Erin, thanks so much for your time. I do want to say that we have had uh, many of our clients set up conference calls with Social Security office. Every one of them been a good call. Awesome. Your people are very helpful.
2: Glad to hear.
1: People think of the uh, Social Security Administration as a government agency. And when we think of government agency, we think IRS. Different people, folks. These are nice people. They want to help you. They give you good advice. And they really care about getting the best benefit. Absolutely. For for your people. You worked for it. That's right. You've earned it. So I've had nothing but great experience with Social Security Administration and working with your people. Aaron. once again, thank you so much for your time and coming back. Thanks for having me. And we're going to tap you on the shoulder again soon if we can talk about this. Thank you so much. Coming up next. Yeah. Used to have hope in the future. Got diminished a little bit by a new verb. I'll share that verb with you next.
0: An Economy of One with Gary Rathbun. Back to An Economy of One with Gary Rathbun. You know, there was a time when,
1: I guess I can say when I had more hope for the future than I do now. I'm still fairly optimistic about the future and and think America will, will recover and be fine, that kind of stuff. I just hope I live long enough to, to see it happen. But, you know, every day recently, Every day I read something about the stupidity, yes, the stupidity, of college students. And we've got a new verb out there that we just picked up on this uh, last week or so called chalking. Chalking. Remember the incident at Emory University where students felt unsafe, they felt terrorized, whatever, because somebody took chalk and wrote, Trump 2016 on a step or sidewalk or something. And, of course, the college administration is equally spineless in uh, providing safe zones and empathizing with these kids and and that kind of stuff. And if it's one thing I know about college kids, and uh, it's went viral, meaning just about every campus in the United States now has chalking done. People writing things in chalk. And if it's one thing I know about college kids from my old days in college, many, many, many years ago, is other than giving kids free food and beer, one of the things they like most is getting a rise out of people. And if they can get a rise by taking some chalk, which is free, writing something which is free speech, and it annoys a whole bunch of people and causes a bunch of spineless wusses to wet themselves, that's what they're gonna do. And Emory University, forget who the the dean's name was or whatever, talked with the students who were offended and said, "What, what do you want me to do? What action do you want me to take? And they said, well, we want you to send an email to everybody on campus saying that Trump is a homophobe, racist person that should not be allowed to exist or something like it. And uh, I give the dean a little bit of credit by saying, no, I'm not going to do that. But the stupidity of the students to say, we uh, I'm offended by somebody writing the word Trump 2016, on the sidewalk in chalk for them to say he's racist and homophobic and and that kind of stuff and i don't feel safe here the hypocrisy of that is beyond measure happened again a little later in the week at a chartered school in the bronx ted cruz was supposed to speak there and some students got together wrote a letter of protest to the school calling Ted Cruz homophobic and racist and school principal canceled the whole thing. Canceled it. And the letter said that Cruz's ideas and very presence were offensive, claiming that Cruz's views are actively working to harm us, our community, and the people we love. A little bit later in the letter, the student said, we have ideas and principles that should be heard and respected. Well, apparently Ted Cruz's ideas shouldn't be heard and respected. Now, I'm not endorsing Cruz. I don't endorse anybody. But I will endorse the Constitution. And free speech is free speech. And free speech doesn't mean anything unless... It's sometimes offensive to some people. Now, I truly believe that there's nothing Ted Cruz would ever say that would be offensive. I don't think uh, Trump, Sanders, Clinton, any of those people, they're not going to be on the campaign trail and say offensive things to children. Do they say things that I don't agree with? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the old adage, I don't agree with you, but I'll defend you to the death. You're right to say it. The administrators are the problem, not the children. The parents are equally guilty in this. If you've trained your child to be this hypersensitive, this uh, looking for offense everywhere, in fact, I don't know if you saw this this week, Indiana University. Now, I'm, I'm uh, in northwest Ohio, so Indiana is just down the road. And Indiana University got all up in arms this week, sending tweets all over. Students need to be careful. There's somebody walking around campus in KKK gear and a whip. Klux Klan gear and a whip. And it went viral, and everybody's freaking out. You ready? It was a priest there's a priest walking around in white robes a priest some moron is looking tries to find something to be offensive about and this is what they see they see someone in white robes and uh, carrying rosary beads and all they see is KKK and a weapon This one uh, resident hall advisor said residents were terrified. Come running to me saying, yeah, the report must be true. They saw him and couldn't believe there was a Klan's member with a whip on campus. Now, this advisor also said there was no threat. He clarified that no threat on campus, but he made sure to remind students that their fears were legitimate because Klan members have caused unrest on Indiana University's campus in the past. I mean, I'm almost speechless. Can you imagine what these people are going to be like when they're out in the real world? Holy moly. Even if there was a Klan's member on campus, and there wasn't, but even if there was... The fact that you're afraid of that person. Holy cow. I, I just I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm the dumb one. I'm just not afraid of anybody. I'm not going to alter my life or alter my behavior because somebody wears white robes. I don't even care if they wear a white sheet. I don't care if they are a Klan's member. And scare me. They have a gun in their hand. They're pointing it at my face. Okay, I'm I'm going to be a little tense about that. But, you know, a priest walking around in robes on campus, I'm not going to wet myself over. Holy cow. These are the same students that want everything free. You know, speaking free, all these student loans out there, you know, I read a report this uh, week, had a very shocking statistic in it that 40% 40% of everybody who's got a student loan, out of all these student loans, $1.3 trillion, 40% is in some type of default, meaning at least one payment is late or they're not making any payments at all. $1.3 trillion. They want it free. They want everything free. Everything is defined as a right now these people don't know squat it's absolutely unbelievable to me what our universities are cranking out right now you're scared of a little chalk (laughs) wait until you get out in the real world that's where fear really is but we're breeding these kids we're teaching them parents are at fault Teachers are at fault to encourage this these kids need to have a a dose of real life and Because of this fear because of this the these cry bullies the these idiots that that are are spineless and and have no idea what the Constitution says what free speech actually means what objective ideas mean when they get somebody they don't agree with they don't want to debate they want to eliminate them they want to destroy them and that's what we're getting that's who uh, it's what we're getting as politicians it's absolutely incredible to me absolutely incredible that we are training these namby-pamby spineless wusses that are offended by a person wearing white robes in his profession or writing chalk on the concrete or writing something with chalk on the concrete. I mean, what are these people going to be when they get out in the real world? These are the ones that want 15 20 $30 an hour for doing nothing. That's what they want want free medicine, free education, free everything, and don't want to work for anything. I tell you, it's discouraging. It's hard to be positive seeing this kind of stuff. Absolutely incredible. I want you to have a great day. Be an individual. Be self-reliant. Be an economy of one. I'm Gary Rathbun. We'll see you next time.
0: This is our country.
2: The views expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the views of this station. Listeners should consult their own financial advisors or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. Private Wealth Consultants is an SEC-registered investment advisor.